All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, and Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 153. I am Bag Milk. I'm here with Tyler Remchuk, Nation Dan, and Rick. We are going to break down what was a surprisingly busy week for the Edmonton Oilers. A little bit of housekeeping, free agent signing, or extension. I don't know how you'd put it, but we'll get there. First, though, I want to shout out our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, making this all possible. Parts, service, new whip, whatever you need. Hey, when was the last time you rotated your tires? You, listening to this right now. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) What are tires? Tyler, it is time to rotate your tires. Get on out to Sherwood Ford. They rotate every time I drive. <laughs> what are you talking about? You gotta, you gotta send them the, you gotta send them the clip from. Uh, I don't think it was David Putty, but I think it was the mechanic, uh, Jerry's mechanic, the Seinfeld clip about ret- uh, all the fifty-one percent of turns or left-handed turns or whatever the hell it was. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're Tyler, apparently, and you need a tire rotation, whatever you need, service parts, <laughs> new car. Maybe Tyler does need a new car because who knows when he's changing the oil in that fucking thing he's driving. That was not a that was not a bit. That was not a bit. We just gotta put that disclaimer out there. (laughs) Bag milk, I don't need to change the oil. My car runs on gas. (laughs) (laughs) Sherwood Ford the Giant out in Sherwood Park, Alberta is here to help you no matter what. Hey, it's August 13th. Before you know it, a certain season will be here and you wanna be ready. Again, looking at my parking spot. No Bronco. No Bronco. We'll get there. You know follow what we need to do? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Big Mo. Where do we follow them? On Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Jack. Go ahead, Dan. 
I was just going to say, you know what we need to do, Bag Milk? We need to bring back Ask the Idiots, but we just have Sherwood Ford come and answer Tyler's questions about his vehicle. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I forgot I brought back Ask the Idiots. We gotta, I got to come up with some questions for you guys. Ask the Idiots. Shout out to North by North Gretz. First podcast I did. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Chris the intern, wherever you are. Gene Shorts, R.I.P. Oh, Watching his Titanic documentary. Oh my God. Can I, like, you're going to get me on a tangent now where if you don't, if you've been around the nation for a long time and you remember Chris, the intern, I love the guy. I loved him more than anything. But one day we were sitting around the table at nation HQ and he talked about how he thought Titanic was like a factual depiction of what mm. happened. And we were like, what? He's like, yeah, like it was, it's almost like a documentary, but not really. And I was like, in what, in what capacity? And he's just like, well, cause the Titanic I was like, Oh no, hang on, hang on. The Titanic did sink. That happened. That's a hundred percent true. But like Jack and Rose, there's no 80 year old throwing Le Carre de la Mer into this ocean. If you know what I'm saying, but that's a story for another day. I miss you, Chris. I miss you. All right, Tyler. Yeah. We're starting off the short for giant question of the week. We've got a little bit of housekeeping duty left to do around here in oil country. There's a guy needs a new contract. Hit us up. Kyler Yamamoto needs a new deal. He is the last sort of box remaining on Ken Holland's offseason checklist. Yamamoto pending RFA. Uh, the short board giant question is going to be based around that. What should the contract or what could the contract be for the 22-year-old Oilers forward? Uh, I mean, everyone kind of remembers him bursting onto the scene with 27 points in 28 games a couple of years ago. He cooled off, or sorry, 26 points in 27 games a couple of years ago. Cooled off last year, eight goals and 13 assists in 52 games. He was snake bit for a big part of last season. Will it be a one-year deal? Will it be a multi-year deal? Yamamoto has no arb rights. The Oilers don't have a lot of money. What will Yamamoto's contract be? That is the Sherwood Ford giant question. Into it, like Tyler said, when he got called up in 2019, 2020, 27 games, 11 goals, 15 assists, 26 points. Dude was on fire. Nutramoto, that line was hot sex on the ice. But last year, not surprisingly, his production dipped a little bit. Sophomore slump isn't exactly uncommon in the NHL. I would have no, I had no issues, first of all, with his work ethic. He's a dog on a bone on the puck, relentless worker, tireless forechecker, got all kinds of chances. He just couldn't cash. So in 2021, in 52 games played, our Kaylor Yamamoto had eight goals, 13 assists, followed up with only one assist in the playoffs. Gentlemen, what does this contract look like? First, I want to start with just give me a number. And what are we doing for term? Is this going to be one of those ones where Kaylor Yamamoto signs a one-year deal to bet on himself and say, hey, last year was an outlier. I'm better than this. If I cashed in even half of the chances I got that were just grade A chances, we're talking about a different scenario entirely. I bet on myself to do better this year. Or do the Oilers try and get him to go something like a, a Pugliarvi deal where it was you know one and change, probably have to be a little bit higher than that probably, one and change for a couple of years to try and get a bridge deal. Or are they going to be a little bit gunshot on bridge deals after what happened to old Daryl with back-to-back bridge deals, a little bit of context, a little bit of flavor. Who's going to start off with what Kaylor Yamamoto is going to sign for? Well, first off, just the situation around this contract here, he's an RFA, but he has not accrued enough NHL experience to have arbitration rights. So Kyler Yamamoto's options for next season are sign what the Oilers put in front of you, 
and that's kind of it. Like there's not a lot or of sit places. Out. Yeah. Or sit out or right? sign an offer sheet. Yeah. I don't know. Is he eligible to sign an offer sheet? I thought you had to be ARB I, eligible. I have I, no idea. I was under the impression he could sign an offer sheet, Okay, but well, I could be wrong. I mean, either way, if you want to sign an offshoot, I'm not sure who's going out of their way to offer sheet Kyler Yamamoto. Point is, the Oilers have all the leverage in in this situation. Um, So Kyler Yamamoto, if it's more than $2.1 million, I'd be stunned. The thing to remember, though, the Oilers don't have a lot of money, so it's not like we're going to get a six-year deal for Yamamoto at like $3 million per, and they're going to try to lock him in at like a reasonable price tag. They don't have the money right now to do that. It's unfortunate. Um, The other side of this is, Yamamoto's one year away from being arbitration eligible. So I don't see why he would want to take more than a one-year deal considering he's coming off a down year and he has Arbright's next summer. One year, $2 million. That is my prediction when you look at everything kind of around it with the arbitration rules. I'm writing this down. We're going to post these on the old internet machine as the podcast goes and we'll get some feedback live while we're recording. Well, not live for you, the listener, but live for us as we record. So we got Tyler, one year, $2 million bucks. Rick, you are the one, the first person I knew with the Yamamoto jersey. What do you say for our yes, well, beloved Kayla? Uh, you know what? You don't see a lot of these guys at his age in the RFA situation do one of those one-year, you know, kind of show themselves. Even if he did have a great year, it's only really one year, and you can say, well, that's one good, one bad. Like, really, you're not getting anywhere with it. So it's going to be a two-year. It's going to be, you know, in the in the same ballpark as Pooley-Arvey, but probably a little bit more. Um, so I'll give it two years That's probably less than 3 million for the, for the entire thing, but maybe wait at 1.5. Let's go two years, three mil, 1.5 a year. Okay. Two years, 1.5 per Mr. Nation. Dan, you have heard the other guesses so far. You are third up. Kaylor Yamamoto. What say you? Well, I'm going to go the wacky road and say he gets offer sheeted. And I, I believe the Oilers would be, <laughs> would be forced to match it. I, I believe that they want not to lose this player. So I'm going to say Kyler Yamamoto, two years, $4 million per. Because the compensation for that would be a second Wait, round draft pick. Do you think someone's going to offer sheet Kyler Yamamoto yep. for $4 million <laughs> I, a season? I, I absolutely, could you, could you not see a scenario where a Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, uh, any of those teams that have cap space to spare and a flyer to take on a guy like Kyler Yamamoto, be willing to give up a second round pick to have a chance at having a, a talented winger on your, on your team. No, because they don't, they don't offer sheet the best players in the world. They're not going to offer sheet. Um, I could see it happening someone on, I think... on his, on his level. But when was the last time an offer sheet was handed out? as much as as much as everybody wants to be you know gms going after other gms there is a bit of a gentleman handshake type of a, a situation where yeah you know I, that's where fair. just they don't do that they just don't it's do possible but and if you did that if you did that you're opening yourself up to someone else coming back to like someone better than 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 a yamaha well, right if you're in a we say that a couple years down the road we say that but it didn't happen to edmonton with the yeah but they the almost had offer sheets had that they did burn yeah, okay. a fight in a barn. But, but no real ramifications happened to that. <laughs> nothing happened to Montreal. That, I want that barn fight. <laughs> yes. No, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Contact us at Hockey Fights if, uh, if Brian or Kevin are listening to this. We'd love to record that. Um, but, uh, but, but getting back to it, I, I, just, I could see it happening. Ken Holland has painted himself into a <laughs> hole here. And, and yeah, we, you know, we were waiting for that cleft bomb LTIR money to come around and, and save us. But I don't know. That's, that's my prediction is, is 4.1. Is that what I said? Yeah. 4.1 for two years for Kyler Yamamoto by some 
you know, Hang bottom on. feeder team with cap speed, cash beast to cash base to. So cool. I'm putting it, I'm putting this together. If you had a bottom feeder team, he would have to sign that contract. So no, like, you can just make them come over there. No, I just want to get, I want to get clarification because I'm going to be posting this on Twitter as we're recording. 100%. So Dan, are, are you saying two years at 4.1 per yes. or 4.1 total? Two years, 4.1 is the AAV that he'll sign. So someone's going to commit 8.2 million bucks. Damn <laughs> so I actually 100%. went, I've been, I did a Twitter search. I searched Yamamoto offer sheet and the only fan base even talking about this is flames fans. And wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if the flames offers you to Kyler Yamamoto for four. I, I don't imagine that they have the cap space, but because they have to, they have to still fit in guys yeah. like, yeah, like Johnny next year. But <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. That's just, I have a, I, I just have a weird feeling that Ken Holland has created a situation here that is just <laughs> ripe, ripe for the picking. And why not pick up a 23 year old that's showing that he can do it? You know, you're paying him a little bit of change, but you're making a gamble. It's probably one, worth it. Half a good year. Yep. I think uh, RIP to gamble. dance mentions as soon as this one goes yep, out. You know? I'm all good. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so I'll just wrap us up. Wow. I just, man, you rattled me. I was thinking about going a different way entirely, but you rattled me. So I'm going to go two-year, $1.85 million as the AAV. I think that's, uh, you know, he didn't have a great year last year. Um, looking at his numbers again, eight goals, 13 assists, 21 points, 52 games. That's not what you need from a top six forward. Now, again, I believe in Kaylor Yamamoto, and I bet the Oilers do too. And I bet this kid believes in himself more than anyone does. So I bet he has a big year this year, and I don't think Ken Holland will want to do this again next year after a good season, a good rebound season from Yamamoto, because like Tyler said, he does got the Arbrights next year. So that's what I'm going to say. Two years with a $1.85 million AAV. I'd love that, that tweet, deal. I would too. I would too. And I'm, I'm hoping because, again, I'm hoping because he doesn't have any – real options apart from sitting out that they can kind of grind them a little bit though. <laughs> I mean, that necessarily that necessarily hasn't been the case uh, for anyone else, but, but we'll get to that. Can't, you can't grind out like your own guys. They can come back and grind you a couple years later. What do we, if we're kind of grind for like 250 grand, is it really worth it when they come back and do it to you later on? We've heard, seen a lot of different situations and a lot of different teams where that doesn't go so well. Well, I mean, you, you did 1.5 over two years. I'm giving them a, I'm giving them a mm-hmm. modest lift. So I'll give you, I'll give you that extra little bit there. No problem. I'll see what that. So just to recap here, if you're listening, Tyler's on the one year deal at 2 million bucks. Rick is on two years at 1.5. I'm at two years at 1.85. Dan, I love Dan's tweet here. <laughs> two years, 4.1 per. So that is now out on the old Twitter machine. Let us know what you think. Let us know. I'm just what you adding think the context for you, bag milk. <laughs> I'm just going to add that I was including an, including the offer sheet there. So we will get some feedback on that as the podcast goes on. And I just retweeted it from the daddy account. Let's see what kind of feedback oh, comes in on this, yeah. on this guest. So let's stick with Tick Kaylor Yamamoto just for a second before we move on here. I, like I said, the guy, he works his bag off. He gets all kinds of chances. He is a filthy little thief out there when it comes to stealing the puck and creating turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. What does he need to do to ensure that all the work is for is not for naught this year, or just that he doesn't have another poor season? Well, by our standards, I guess. Tyler, what do you think? 
he's just got to finish, man. Like we, we watched him last year. He got his chances. He didn't shoot the puck as much as he did in his first season. And the one where he kind of blew up there with dry settling Nugent Hopkins, but he got looks. He just didn't finish them off. I liked his game. The things that made Yamamoto yep. effective in his first year, aside from putting up points were hustle based. He works his behind off out there. He forechecks hard. He yep. creates turnovers. He forces the defense below the goal line. That opens up space for Leon Drysettle. That's why the duo worked well. Um, I know we're all laughing about shit happening online right now, but um, he just has to finish better. If he finishes more, he'll be a top six player for this team for a while. 100%. I, it's, it's his work ethic. No one is ever going to question it. It's just, can he finish? Can he bump back up to where he was finishing at a couple of years ago? Rick, what does our boy need to do to maybe have a little bit of a rebound in, in his second full year? Tyler said it right there. The only thing he didn't do last year really was produce points. Uh, he's got to put the puck in the net, somehow get the assist, whatever it is. He's just got to he's got to up his stats. That's it. Plain and simple. He does everything very well. Um, exactly what you want out of him. Uh, you just need to hit the score sheet now. Very very simple, but very very Dan, difficult to do. Dan Kaylor Yamamoto is going to get a sizable raise in 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 the world Thanks of the <laughs> analytic. <laughs> what does he got to do to just? Outside of the money, what does he got to do to rebound to make sure that the Kaylor Yamamoto we see in October is the one we need? Well, he's you guys have already nailed it. He's he's everything you want away from a score sheet uh, in a player. He's he's feisty. He's fiery. He goes into the corners. He battles. He's he's trying to create offense all the time. So that's that's an important element of it. That if it continues and the scoring comes along with it, we've got a hell of a player that's worth that offer sheet money that he's going to get. I, is everybody confident that he's going to rebound this year? Because I am. I, yeah, I, I, he's I talented think, enough. I don't think somebody that works that be destined to fail. And well, he's obviously skilled. He's very skilled. So it's not like it's not like we got a plug guy who just busts his ass and works and grinds. That's not Kaylor Yamamoto. He does all those things, but he's also got some touch. You yeah well and that's just it and and the thing the big thing is is if you're putting in that kind of effort the coach is going to reward reward you with more and more playing time to get you off your schneid so it's not uh, it's not like a case of a player in a slump where they end up getting sent down or or knocked down the lineup to try and find their game he is going to continue to find his way into the top six if he continues to play the way away from the puck that he does. Well, I think we all are in agreement. Kelly Yamamoto. Uh, I mean, the contract numbers are a little different, but uh, Kelly Yamamoto, we're all in agreement that he will rebound here in 2021-22. We're also in agreement that you, fair listener, and even the boys on the podcast should get something from DoorDash to eat. You can't feed yourself. I've been saying it for years now. DoorDash wants to feed you. They want to bring you meals right to your house. They don't want you to fend for yourself. They just don't want it. And I don't want it. You deserve better than the ham sandwich you were probably going to make for yourself for dinner. A little PB&J, that's fine from time to time, but let's level up. They were also the originators to, to, to carry Arby's too, for the record. I just want to, if we're pumping tires here, they were the first ones to go into the, into the Arby's realm. And I want to thank them in a forever and ever. I will, uh, I will be in their debt. So thank you very much, DoorDash. I might even encourage you via DoorDash to go order yourself a, uh, a beef and ched Big Mac, which we invented on this podcast, which is, of course, two beef and cheds. You just take off one of them buns and you stack them. Use your heads, people. It's delicious. Yeah, Tyler, use your heads. Code, we? What? Yeah, we have promo code. It's uh, ONRADIODD. 
Owen Radio DD, that gets you 25% off your first order and free delivery. Owen how, Radio DD. How unsure did I sound about that promo code? <laughs> yeah, you didn't it. sound sure. O-N, sound- O-N Radio DD, I got it right. Oh, we got a confirmation. <laughs> See, don't doubt yourself, Tyler. That's the lesson here. Two lessons. One, Tyler, don't doubt yourself. Two, Beef and Ched Big Mac. Make it happen. DoorDash. O-N Radio DD. O-N Radio DD. That's your promo code. Got it? All right. Also, I found out yesterday you can order PetSmart from DoorDash. So they have really? all kinds of unique offerings from their uh, from their site. Frank, where are you, buddy? You want a snack? Maybe later. All right. I'm going to order my dog a snack. I like that. Uh, other news. Oilers actually took care of a bunch of news this past yeah. week since we last recorded. Uh, next item I want to jump into is Tyler Benson. Tyler Benson signed a one-year two-way contract with the Oilers. And my question for you guys is when you think about Tyler Benson and you think about, <laughs> I just, uh, I, sorry, I got rattled, but people are being rattled by Dan. So Dan's having to keep explaining. He's like, no, no, no there's an offer sheet. There's an offer sheet. I'm talking about offer sheet. Okay. Context matters, bank milk. <laughs> All right. So Tyler I see Benson. what you did there. <laughs> Tyler Benson, one year, two way contract. My question for you is you're looking at the probably arguably one of the best forward groups that the Oilers have had in quite some time now. And that's going to make it tricky for a guy like Benson to break in because I don't necessarily think you want him just playing on your fourth line. That's not the kind of player he is. So he probably has to be in the top nine at worst. My question for you guys is Tyler Benson, can he beat someone out on that left-hand side to stick with the big club? Or is it going to be he needs an opportunity with an injury or something like that before he can kind of crowbar his way in? Tyler, what do you think? So the left side right now, Hyman and Fogel are two left, left wingers. Nugent Hopkins is likely going to be a left winger as well. Maybe he ends up sliding back to the middle of the ice. But if that happens, you would imagine Dreisaitl's playing on a wing. So really, I think the only spot for Benson on this team is on the fourth line left wing spot. It's between him, Shore, and Lamborghini, Brendan Perlini. So for Benson to get that <laughs> spot, he's got to improve his skating and he's got to prove to Dave Tippett that he can be trusted on the penalty kill. And if he does that, then I, said, I think there's a chance for him to be an everyday player. And I don't hate the idea of him being on the fourth line because Tyler Benson's kind of past the point of just being a young prospect. He's 23 years old. It's kind of, maybe this is, you know, a little bit doom and gloom, but it's make or break time, in my opinion, for Tyler Benson. If he comes into camp, skates hard, proves he can penalty kill, and can bring them a little bit of offense to the bottom six, there's a spot for him on this hockey team, especially at his price point. Well, that's one thing I should mention, too, that as I was putting together the article for the, uh, the contract extension that he just signed, it is worth noting that he has been killing penalties in the AHL. And he was probably one of – he was kind of a jack-of-all-trades almost for – the Condors last year. Rick, do you think there's a, a scenario in which Tyler Benson beats someone out for a spot? Because if, if we're looking at that fourth line spot, that's like you said, Perlini, Devin Shores in the mix, unless he plays yeah. center. Um, you know, there's some guys that he'd have to beat out there. Yeah. You know what? I think, I, I think he does. I didn't, I don't necessarily think he has to be at one of the, you know, be one of the top four. He can always be the 13th or 14th forward. They kind of float around, give a uh, shot in. Um, I do think he'll be on the, on the, on the big team. He got some PK in down in, in Bakersfield last year. I think uh, not as much as he'd like, but it is what it is. Um, I think he was, he was okay doing it. And he understands that that's what he's going to do up here in order to, uh, to get on the ice because you're five on five and no special teams. 
really isn't place for those players anymore, right? Um, or there's only a select few spots, and I don't think he's going to get one of them. Um, so, yeah, no, I think this is his time, though. It's uh, This is his probably last shot with the Oilers. Like, maybe he's just getting sur- surpassed by people on the depth, on the depth chart. Um, but uh, I think he's an NHLer, and, I, yeah, I think it's uh, – it's now or never for him when I, in, in this organization. I think he'll he'll find a way in there. It's really going to come down to the coaching, though. If the co- if the coach is okay with playing um, a little more offensive players, then we're we're fine. Uh, but if he wants to go right back to the uh, those all out defensive guys, mm, he may get in trouble there. So you know, as long as and, and I think Holland's built this team to be a little more offensive in all four lines and not be that shut down. Devin Shore type of, you know, three players like him on that fourth line. So as long as they're on the same page and, and he gives them the opportunities, I think he'll, he'll be okay here. Asian Dan, is this the last t- chance for Tyler Benson with the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I think Rick kind of hit it on the head for me. It's coach Tippett. I, I don't look at Tyler Benson as a prototypical coach Tippett bottom four kind of guy or bottom six kind of guy um so for me i think he he probably has to fight his way through the ahl some more this season um and and i i look forward to him doing that because i i truly do believe there is a player there that that is worth having on this team but i just think that Tippett has uh, has a guy that he likes, and it's Devin Shore. And I think we're going to see more Devin Shore than we see of Tyler Benson this year in the NHL, barring you know unforeseen injuries or anything like that. He needs kind waivers of, still... though, right? So I I think you keep you might need to keep both Benson and Shore on the roster. Just I mean, Shore would probably clear waivers. Yeah. But there's no guarantee Benson clears waivers, man. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with Dan in the sense that just Tippett likes to play his best, yeah, you know. Um, so I think it's going to be tough for Benson to crack the lineup, even though I think he probably should be. Um, checking in before we move in, move on on the old Kaylor Yamamoto thing. So Dan's been working overtime, making sure everybody <laughs> knows that it was an offer sheet. Uh, this one's from Marcel. It says Yamamoto doesn't strike me as the type to sign an offer sheet. He has the opportunity to play with dry saddle here, and I don't see him forcing the Oilers' hand on a higher salary. He knows if he's performing that it's coming. Uh, KEP says should be two or three years under two million bucks. Uh, Sean said, "Oh, he's replying to me, replying to Stoffer. If you're missing out, my stories to Stoffer they're very funny to me. I don't know why I do it, but I do. I think it's funny." <laughs> Did you see uh, Low Tide's response to me? No, I, I said Dan's thinking offer sheet, and Low Tide Low Tide just said Dan's a mess. <laughs> senior body says 52 points in 105 games and he's 150 pounds dripping wet he is not a fan of the offer sheet idea uh free agent frenzy says trade him and cast to st louis for tarasenko no i mean i'd be open to that but the others don't have the caps who says that. no there who says <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i mean i'm like what okay uh could you imagine tarasenko ripping it up with the others although the math on that tyler how close are we on the math to tarasenko let's do some quick mm-hmm. uram check math so if it's if it's yamamoto <laughs> and cassian you raise the cap by eight million well, it's yeah, good. it would it's have seven, to be tarasenko but it's not at, that bad it'd have to be tarasenko at 50 percent retained and those two going back or Which Tarasenko at like, at like three and a half or whatever, three mil retained. I don't know. Too much math. So <laughs> I don't think that one's going to happen. I don't think that one's going to happen. All right, moving on. Slater Cuckoo. We were, uh, Tyler wrote about 
Ken Holland fishing for depth defensemen on Thursday in the rumors blog at elitersnation.com. Yesterday, we got the announcements. Slater Cuckoo, two years at a 925, uh, 925,000 for his cap hit. For me, I liked what Cuckoo brought to the team. Obviously, he missed the bulk of the, of the season with a broken collarbone. He came back, though, right for the playoffs and played all four games against the Jets. He averaged about, uh, I'm doing this off the top of my head while my article's loading, but somewhere around 10, 12, 10 to 13 minutes a night, something like that. So he's a depth defenseman. Did you, did you hear his comment, though, about when he came back? Yeah, that he wasn't 100%. Steel plate in his, uh, yeah, steel plate 60%. In his yeah, like, that's... Um... If he came back and played at that, that's that's pretty impressive. That's, so needless that's to say, he was needless to say he was not at his best. So I'm just going to start off with Slater Cuckoo. What did you guys think of a two-year deal for Cuckoo at nine twenty-five thousand? Personally, I was a little bit surprised about getting a second year for him, but at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. I mean, Chris Russell's on a one-year deal; he'll come off the books, and then it just seems like Cuckoo slides into that spot on the overall depth chart. So, second year. Curious, not a big deal overall. What do you guys think, Rick? I'll start with you. Yeah, second year is completely, you can put it in the AHL and it goes away, you're fine. Um, I don't mind the two-year deal. It is what it is. It's a little bit of stability for him, a little bit for us as well. You, you don't know what happens with Russell at the end of the year, so you just kind of move on. You still got that. You still got all six your defensemen signed, I think, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, all six your defensemen should be signed. So you're, you're laughing. You're, you're going into next year, at least with that part taken care of, even if none of the rookies uh, step up. So you're fine there. The money's fine. It's He was a solid player. Him and Russell can be the six and seven. And yeah, there's not a lot down. There's not a lot of downside to it. Uh, down, unless you're uh, Willie Lags, as Struds puts it, this is probably not good news for Willie Lags. Dan, you're next up. Slater Cuckoo. Uh, yeah, I, like Cuckoo's, Cuckoo's a good, good replacement level player, and you guys said it well when you said that Chris Russell. You know, he's just our Chris Russell replacement. Fingers crossed that Russell doesn't get another contract, but um, not necessarily, I guess. But yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, for Cuckoo, it. I, I'm okay with it. He's he seems like a good enough player when he's playing the games, even when he's at sixty percent. So it's uh, it's not the not the worst deal that we've made this off season. Tyler wraps up. Slater Cuckoo. Yeah, this was a really interesting one for me to kind of listen to the public perception uh, on on the deal here because. I really like Slater Cuckoo. I said in that rumors blog, which went out like a couple hours before the signing broke, he was my preferred option on the free agent market. He's familiar with the system. He plays the left side. He can play the right side. He started off really, really well with this team last year. He can kill penalties. I think he moves pretty well. He moves the puck okay for a 6'7 defenseman. This was a great fit. And the second year, people were losing their minds. He's only 27 years old. Like, there's all the reason to believe that if Slater Cuckoo comes in and plays well, he could be an everyday defenseman for them in that second year. It's not like they randomly gave him one. So let's go through the two situations here. Slater Cuckoo comes in and has a great year and at 27 years old, takes a step forward. Okay. Now you have that guy for 950 K next season and you're laughing. It's a bargain. If he has just an average season, 950 K is what you have to pay for a seventh defenseman anyways. So go out in the off season, Russell's off the books, find a new lefty, keep Cuckoo as your seven. Or if he has a bad season, bury him and it costs you nothing. This is what good organizations with money and rich owners should be doing. Use the cap to your advantage. Getting a second year of Cuckoo only has upsides to it. Again, bury him, keep him as your seventh D, 
do whatever if he's bad. And if he's good, because again, he's only 27 and he's never really had a permanent NHL home. If he's really good, you have a second year. That's an absolute bargain. I just, I didn't understand the people complaining about the second year. Just you need to find something else to complain about, or you need to find something else to be mad about because that's not Summer a hill to die on. And to steal a line from low tide. If, if you die, if you die on every hill, eventually people stop listening to you. And I just, the people who are mad about the second year, it's just like, how can you not look at the situation and understand how irrelevant it is? Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, when I, when I wrote the article and it was interesting that the second year comment that I put in was what people seemed to pick out as if I was complaining about it. I just thought it was curious that they signed him to a second year, but I didn't, but I was like, but whatever, who cares? Um, another thing that people are upset about is the fancies. Uh, last year he had a 40% Corsi rating, which is not ideal, obviously, but I would also counter by saying he also had a 94.1 PDO. And if you, if you're looking at PDO, 94.1 can certainly get a bump in both his shooting percentage and save percentage. So, well, and again, and it's, 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 we're talking about the third pairing defenseman that's signed for, well, I don't even know what league minimum is now. Is it 800 grand, 750, something like that? Got to be close to it. So it's like, it's, he's what? He got 150, some odd bad at math, 170 grand raise. Give, who cares? Dan? Well, and it's like you, you said, Beg Milk, like he doesn't show up well in, in analytics. Name one Oilers defenseman that currently shows up well in analytics. Like, I think we have to learn to accept that the Ken Holland regime doesn't agree with the publicly viewable analytics department. And that's, you know, you can be upset with that, but don't just keep going back to that. Well, cause it's just, it is what it is. This is the Edmonton Oilers and they aren't an analytics team on defense. That's just the way Hockey's it is. Very hard. Hockey is very hard to be run by analytics, like in the same amount as baseball. Hockey, uh, analytics to hockey has to be like the, the the mashed potatoes to the gravy to the turkey on the on the plate. I think mm. too many people try and push that first, and you and just push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. It needs to be the side dish for everything else. It's not baseball. It doesn't everything doesn't start from the exact same spot, the exact same way? There's so many variables involved. Um, I believe in analytics. I believe there's a part, and then they, they, they and they can help but it's not the main course on the plate. It's a tool of evaluation. Many people assume it is. It's a tool of evaluation. It's like, it's part of the toolbox. And if you should be looking at eye tests, you should have scouts and you should have some numbers to be like, Hey, is my eyes matching the spreadsheets? Like, I think you need both. Sorry. It's just, that's okay. I just think that, I think that what we should be clamoring for is more of an analytics discussion going into the Oilers organization, but, but to be mad that the current signings continue to, to follow the exact same formula of not aligning with the, the statistics that you want them to, like, it's just, it's not happening. And so, yeah, I don't know. You go back to what Tyler said from low tide where it's, you know, it's just, if this is what we're going to continue to die on is the second year of, of 925, thousand dollar players we got a lot of bigger problems to look forward to it's like brownlee said i don't know if it was in the mailbag or one of his more recent articles at oilersnation.com he's like if you rely solely on analytics as that's your only thing that you're looking at to evaluate hockey players we would still have martin marinson as a first pair of defenseman so <laughs> just, just some, something to consider something to consider uh okay so that brings me okay so now we've basically got our left side is set right we've got Daryl's up front, Duncan Keith, Slater Cuckoo, uh, Chris Russell, 
And then, you know, the Brobergs and the Samorukovs are, are, are bubbling under, if you will. My question for you guys is, how important is it that Darnell Nurse stays healthy this year? Because as I'm thinking about it, I'm working on an article tomorrow. I'm working on random thoughts tomorrow for Weather's Nation. And as I'm thinking about the left side of the defense specifically, and well, the right side too, Darnell Nurse's health has got to be one of the most important things for the Edmonton Oilers this year. Does anybody disagree with that? Can I like I'm gonna agree with you to the fullest extent, and Waz might end up clipping this and putting it on TikTok, and people are gonna call me a fucking idiot. But his health might legitimately be more important than like McDavid or Dry right? Like if McDavid or Dry were to go down for 10 games, you can move Nuge to the middle. One of McDavid or Dry is still there to be like the driving force of your offense. Like you could probably overcome 10 games of no McDavid or no Dry 10 games of Darnell nurse and imagining what this blue line would look like without him mm-hmm. is incredibly worrisome because if Darnell nurse were to go down all of a sudden, the left side of your blue line is Duncan Keith Slater, Cuckoo and Chris Russell with a right side. That is Barry CC and Evan Bouchard. There's not a lot of strong defensive players in that, in that group. Like lose, if, you, if they lose Darnell nurse, knock on all the wood around you that could really, really fuck up their season. Yeah, and, and it it it's Sorry, highlighted it's highlighted more by the loss of Larson too, because yeah. because an Adam Larson is a guy that you then slide up into that lineup and he helps you defensively on that top pairing for the ten games mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's an absolutely fair point. It's it like I was looking at the roster and I was just looking at the defense and I'm trying to I'm getting into Kool Aid season right. We're getting into yeah. the back half of August now, starting to get excited, starting to get ready for the boys to get going again. I was we were talking. I was on a sales call yesterday. We're talking about beat casts again. We're talking about wrap ups again. We're talking about all the shit that we do in season. And then I start looking at the roster. I was like, oh, we need to wrap Darnell Nurse and bubble wrap, or we need to like steel plate him or something rick when you think about the defense and darnell nurse specifically how important is his health to you oh it's it's huge i think you guys nailed there um i will say however though you look at uh, at his career so far and other than 16 17 dude has played in at least 70 games like i'm not terribly you're gonna knock on some wood yeah it's definitely (laughs) terrifying like if 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 that were to happen but i mean there's probably a lot of teams in the league in that same situation um with like one player going down but when you look at the games played i'm not terribly worried uh he hit them all last year missed whatever 11 the year before oh no we played 72 the year before so missed one didn't miss any didn't miss any so i mean I'm not worried about uh, that per se, but I am worried that if it were to happen, I'm not worried too much about the if, but if it, if it does happen, then yeah, we're in a bit of trouble. I'm sorry to put that well, into you, know, you don't know what fans. You don't know what Broberg and Samarukov look like when it comes to camp, right? So it's not necessarily going to be those three. It's most likely going to be those three, but maybe one of those guys can, one of the new kids can jump up and take some, eat some more minutes. But yeah, it's, it's, it's troublesome if it happens. I'm just not worried that it will happen. Injuries it's, are just hard to predict though, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah, the odds of him playing all season next year are very good, but like that idea existing in my head does not sit well. Yeah. Well, sorry, but, it, 
I'm sorry, others fans. I put that into the universe. And if you're listening to this and you hate this, uh, send your tasteful nudes to Tyler at othersnation.com. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's that's what we can. That's been the common theme, I think, from a lot of people that have been critical over this offseason is that it, it's just Ken Holland continues to gamble and and it gambles with a season hinging on one or two elements of this team, you know, working out properly, or we have to. F- bail out into a trade situation or whatever. So it's just, it's those forced, forced errors. Like, I don't want to say errors, but it's just, you make decisions and you set yourself up for more gambles and more cards in the house of cards that if they fall out, it's a collapse. If you're going to have a collapse though, you better have cornerstone insurance in your side because they've got all the insurance products <laughs> yes. you ever hope for. For 90 nope. years and four generations, cornerstone insurance has been serving Edmontonians with a family and employee-owned business right here in the city of champions. And if you go to cornerstoneins.ca, cornerstoneins.ca, left-hand side of the screen, there's a Citizens of the Nation tab. Click that, baby, get yourself a discount. Again, cornerstoneins.ca. Last little bit of housekeeping. Sorry, Tyler, what do you want to say? Oh, I was just going to say an observation as I was looking through the Puckpedia page for the Oilers. We were talking about the blue line there. And you mentioned left side, Nurse, Keith, and Slater Cuckoo. Right side, Barry, Cece, Bouchard. All of those guys are already under contract for the following season as well. This is going to be the Oilers' blue line, presumably, for the next two years here. And then I went and I looked at the forward group. Well, let's look at their top six. Let's, for the hypothetical year, let's say Kyler Yamamoto. Let's say Yamamoto signs for two years, $1.9 million. The Oilers' top six next year, McDavid, okay. Dreisaitl, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, Fogel is signed. They're all signed except Yeso Puliyarvi, basically. Zach Cassian, he has a contract for the season. Derek Ryan is signed. Devin Shore is signed. The Oilers, I mean, they've committed a ton of cap already. If Yamamoto takes 1.9, they'll basically have $5 million next offseason, and the only things they'll have to do are sign Puliyarvi, sign McLeod, sign a goalie. So it's not a ton of money to do that, obviously, especially when you consider that Puliyarvi might want a decent ticket if he has a good year. But like the Oilers roster that Ken Holland has constructed right now, that is more or less the roster we're going to see for like the next two years. Like I can't see them making any more big changes at anywhere. Like they don't have money and they don't have room on the roster. Unless Brandon Perlini, or as Josh T. Park calls him, Lamborghini Perlini. Signed a one-year contract with 750000 Oh, there's the league minimum. 750 k for Brandon Polini, <laughs> unless he has a ripping year. Gets himself a raise. Look, I still, I still think they try and get out of Cassian throughout the summer. Or oh, sorry, yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, um, So that's, that's I think they're going to, that's between now and this time next year, or, you know, like right before UFC, UFC, UFA season next year, uh, they'll have to open up that money. Um, yep. Yeah. You can need a goaltender. You need, and uh, you need Pooley RV. So I think Cassian still gets moved here in the next year. Is that, and is that UF, UFA 22? Uh, or, or, UF, or UFC 1856. Let's talk about Perlini for a second. To me, it's another depth signing for the Oilers. He's an interesting scratch ticket though. You know what I mean? On this podcast, we've talked a lot about scratch tickets over the last couple of years. Ken Holland didn't really do that this year, but with Brandon Perlini, he is a little bit of a scratch ticket, but he's one that's got some interesting upside in 2016, 17, he scored 14 goals 
with the Arizona Coyotes in 57 games. In 2017-18, he scored 17 goals in 74 games with the Coyotes. Uh, and then in 2018-19, he had 14 goals in 68 games between the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. And from there, the wheels just fell off. So this is a guy who's, who's scored some goals in the NHL before. Things didn't go well for him played last year in the Swiss league. And now he's back. What do you make of this depth signing? That's, you know, it's low risk, potentially high reward with a guy like Perlini. Tyler, what do you think? I don't, I don't mind it. Whenever again, like I talked about this with Cuckoo, whenever it's someone making under $1 million, take those gambles. The Oilers are still only at like 43 or 44 contracts. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him go out and make a few more of these, go get Tyler Bozak on a one year, $900,000 deal. Go scoop up a couple PTOs and give them looks. Like I you got your eye on for a PTO. This is PTO everyone season. Yeah. Hashtag PTO everyone. Bozak. I, I really have my eye on Tyler Bozak. He's sitting there without a contract. The Oilers, you know, could, could take a chance on a centerman. Oh, why not? There's no downside to bringing an extra veteran centerman into camp. He's from Saskatchewan. He scored double digit goals are on that pace every year in his career. Take a chance on a right shot center like Tyler Bozak. Cause you don't have a lot of them. Um, but with Perlini, if they bring in a guy like Bozak, whoever, if it's under a million bucks, take the chance. If they're skilled, you never know when they're going to click. Remember when the Oilers brought in Patrick Maroon from Anaheim? What was mm-hmm. Patrick Maroon when they acquired him? A guy that Anaheim had to retain salary to get rid of. And they he traded Martin Gurnat for Maroon with money retained. You, ju- you just never know. Zach Cassian, when the Oilers brought him in, I granted he had off ice problems, but they swapped Ben Scrivens for him and Ben Scrivens wasn't even an NHL goalie anymore really when they traded him. So sometimes you take these scratch tickets and listen, more often than not, they end up being Joachim Nygaard or Nygaard or whatever the hell his name was, or it's a Valentin Zykov that you claimed off waivers or whoever, and they don't really work out. But once in a while you hit a diamond in the rough and you only hit those diamonds in the rough when you go and take chances and buy those scratch tickets and go digging for them and give these guys looks. So I like to move on Perlini. I want to see more like it. Dan, what do you think? A little bit of Lamborghini Perlini. I'm predicting that at some point this season, there's a large clamoring of Oiler fans that are pushing for Perlini to get called up from the AHL. And it's going to, it's going to rip the the fan base apart for a moment. Kind of like Nicholas Patan did to the Jets fan base a couple years ago when they just refused to call him up, quote unquote. Um, I, 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 could see him I could see him pushing for some minutes in the NHL but I don't, I don't think that it's gonna really turn out that well although I again I'm with I'm with Tyler though on the, the you, you make these are the kind of gambles that you make that affect you at the AHL level or below when when the the ceiling is you get an NHL player you might as well gamble with some AHL playing time and uh, if it doesn't work out okay the Condors have a guy that's not scoring enough for them that's and a major the difference. Deal. A major difference here, too, is we're signing scratch tickets for the bottom chunk of the roster. This isn't bringing Ty Ratty in with the hopes that he can click with McDavid on the first Tobias Reader. Well, if Tobias Reader had only scored 10 to 12 more goals, the others may have made the playoffs. So (laughs) this isn't that. So I'm curious to see what a guy like Perlini can do in the sense that, you know, he played in the Swiss League last year. That had to hurt the pride of a guy who is a pro athlete. And you'd have to think he came in, he's going to come into town motivated and ready to go. So can he earn himself a job? We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to finding out. I like competition in the lineup. I like competition in the lineup. 
Uh, back to the Kaylor Yamamoto talk. Hot trash. I like this name. Hot trash says three years, three point five, uh, three point one five million afford dollars. It. With three no offer sheet in there. <laughs> I don't. I agree. I don't think they could afford that right now, unless unless Cassian moves between now and the time he gets signed. But that seems unlikely. So I'll keep checking on as we wrap up the podcast, but that's where we're at. If you got guesses on Kaylor Yamamoto's next deal, but you're not in the mix on Twitter right now while we're recording, hit us up anyway. Nation, uh, Nation Real Life's the other one. ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Also follow Nation Real Life. There's good shit there too. We interviewed Andy Sutton yesterday. All right. So a lot of housekeeping got done with the Oilers this year. Again, just to recap, Tyler Benson, Last chance? Question mark? Maybe. Slater Cuckoo, two years. What are you going to do? His name's a party. Got to like that. And Brandon Perlini, one year, 750K. Now, we debated a little bit about talking about this next one. But this past week, the Winnipeg Jets said, you will need to be fully vaccinated or have proof of a negative COVID test to be able to attend Jets games. Yesterday, that was Thursday. CTV News from here in the city put out an article saying the Oilers are also thinking about doing the same thing. And the quote from the Oilers was, we are in ongoing conversations with Alberta Health, Canadian venues, the NHL, and other key stakeholders. Once finalized, we will communicate our plan at an appropriate time in advance of the 2021-22 NHL season. We will use this experience and expertise to build an operational plan that keeps our employees and guests safe while offering the best fan experience. So, boys, was this a surprise to you? For me, I'll just start off. To me, it wasn't. These are very, very big companies that are very lawyery with all kinds of insurance issues that they have to deal with. To me, those three things combined just led me to believe that fully vaccinated or a negative test before the game, it just seemed obvious to me. What do you guys think, Dan? Yeah, you, it's it, like I give I give credit to the Winnipeg Jets and the San Jose Sharks for being the two first ones to kind of blaze the trail in the NHL for this. Um, going to an NHL game is not a right. And, and you know, and so, you know, it just like every other business, just like every other person's household, just like everything, people have the right to set up the the protocols that they want to have in place and, and credit to the jets and the sharks for not only blazing the trail, but also taking the most flack because they are getting blasted. If you've checked their mentions since then, it's (laughs) ugly. And, and, you know, as, as four people that, that dabble in social media quite a bit here, we know what it's like to have those kinds of explosions coming at you because, because you're trying to do the right thing in your mindset. And so, you know, credit to them. I hope the Oilers follow the, follow the lead and, and try to get this done. We need to get vaccinated. We need to be able to, beat this stuff just like we have polio just like we have all those other crappy things that we had to deal with in the past so yeah credit to the jets and the sharks for starting it and and having this conversation continue which apparently it's continuing here in edmonton well it's to me like tyler i'll come to you next to me it's just okay the jets and the sharks are in the dominoes to fall got to be coming right tyler what do you think about the whole thing yeah i'm i'm with dan 100 it's a private business they have the right to kind of do whatever they want in this regard. And I mean, if the Oilers reach out, let's say the Oilers were to reach out to all their season ticket holders for the upcoming season and say season ticket holders, 
Would you prefer only vaccinated fans in the stands? What, what are they going to do? What if 95% of the season ticket holders say, yeah, I'm only going if it's fully vaccinated in the stands. The Oilers would be looking out for their business interests at that point. So I, I would like to see it. I think it should be 100% fully vaccinated. Um, and that's just kind of my take on it. I don't think we need to get into it too, too much more than that. I think it's good for everyone to go get the shot and be vaccinated. And before you tweet me with the, do you know you can still get COVID with the vaccine? <laughs> look at hospitalization yes. numbers. Look at yeah. the ICU numbers. It's all about keeping those down. And if people want to go to Oilers games, you know what? Get the jab. It'll be okay. And it'll help keep pressure off our hospitals. If another wave does come do I just do it. Like, it's just so frustrating and stuff to say this shit, but like, just go get the damn needle. I drive all the time with no seatbelt on because they do not prevent car accidents. So I'm like the, the great analogy is the one about headlights, right? I don't turn on my headlights when I drive. I can see just fine without them and other people. Well, if you don't like it, look out for me. That's, that's your problem. The government can't tell me to put my headlights on. That's infringing on my rights. We're not going to Rick wrap us up on this whole thing. You, you are a guy with season tickets. So wrap us up. Yeah, I'm fully on board for it. Um, I think this, the, the precedent was sent um, months ago when the NFL started it. Uh, they obviously start their season first. Therefore, they have to announce their stuff first, just the way it goes. You know, it's chronological order. Um, so, yeah, I think do it. Do it, man. There's just, there's, there is no more conversation about this. Just do it. And if you're mad about it, you can be mad at me while I'm Don't. sitting at Roger's place. Sorry. Yeah, while, there, you're, uh, while you're watching Sportsnet. And, it, and, uh, and people are allowed to be mad, and that's totally fine. Like, add us course. with it, be mad at us for it, but that's our opinion. And, and you know, we have some things to back it up and, and the right teams one. that are doing it. So, seems inevitable, in my opinion. Yep. And that's my opinion. And if you're listening to this, you want my opinion because that's why you're here. But we're going to move on. So, we'll see. We'll follow. We're going to see what the Oilers do. We're going to see what the rest of the NHL does. But if I, was to, if I was to bet, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm going to guess that the dominoes shall fall. Let's move on, though, we shall know we? What, we know what the NFL is doing. They've got some serious penalties out there for teams. It's, ju- it's just a trickle-down effect. It'll happen in the NHL. It'll just a matter of time. While they, you know, camps haven't even started yet. They don't have to put out the official word yet. Um, it's going to happen. This past week, I did a giveaway on Oilers Nation's Twitter. It was just a retweet and follow contest. It was pretty casual, but we gave away all three of the kids' books authored by Zach Hyman. And I just want to say the response was, and Dan, I know you can back me up on it. The response to the giveaway was pretty awesome. It's just people were super excited. It was just a fun, easy giveaway. So we picked a winner today for all three of those books. Right. So he's got three out. We're giving them all to you. But what I want to tease you here or tease you with here today is that we're going to do another one next week. We're going to do another one next week. So if you missed out on winning Zach Hyman's books, and again, if you got kids or I saw some, um, I, I saw some, some teachers of, of young kids were in the mix as well. These are going to be great. The stories are good. I was flipping through them. The illustrations are awesome. They're going to be great for the kids in your life. So watch out for us next week. Maybe I'll do it on Instagram. But then the third one, the third one will be part of a Photoshop contest that I'll be launching towards the end of August. If you've been an Oilers Nation fan for quite some time, if you've been a citizen with us through thick and thin, you'll love the Photoshop contests. And 
I like picking people for finalists that it doesn't necessarily mean you're the best Photoshopper. Just that you made me laugh. If you made me laugh, that's what matters. Okay? Okay. So watch out for that. Zach Hyman giveaways will have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, second of all, if you own a retail shop here in the city, I am still looking for a local spot to buy three Ryan Nugent Hopkins jerseys. I never expected this to be as difficult as it is. I never expected it. Yeah, I see what you got behind you, Rick. I bought that during the podcast the last time you brought this up. <laughs> we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I saw that one I ordered online. I, just, I know I, where I you got it. Crest. There's there is no number. There is no number on it. That's an ongoing. Um, Who's the leading candidate? I I've got uh, you know I think it's right now I think it uh, I think it's Bouchard right now. Really, not going with a little yeah. Zach Hyman action? Maybe a Duncan Keith. Uh, yeah, I wanted to go something a little less, uh, a little a little safer. And you know what? Something um, <laughs> we we've nurtured from 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 the yeah. very very beginning. Yeah. And you know what? It'll also upset uh, Jay Downton. So that's the uh, only part of it. Part of the fun. Good call. Yeah, of course. If you remember, that's a throwback to probably uh, two years ago now where yep. Jay Downton said that Bouchard was tradable because he doesn't have the fire. Dude, something. I will I will admit this. Uh, he, he, made a propose, he made a proposal to me, uh, a trade proposal. <laughs> I think it was like one of the last couple of times I saw him. And he's like, yeah, like I'd move Bouchard in that one. So it's he's still on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, he's, he's not still, like gotten over this. It's, uh, he still doesn't think there's the the engine in there. Listen, it may be a little bit of envy because Evan Bouchard looks like he's way way past his age, and Jay just wishes that he could be that young again. <laughs> they are the same age, I'm pretty sure. Evan Bouchard and Jay, so they look I like can it. see it. I can see it. <laughs> and actually, uh, friend of the nation, Sam Akehurst sent me a uh, an Instagram post. Dad is out with Ryan McLeod on a boat today. They're having oh. a good time. So the boys are having some hashtag fun, get a little bit of vitamin D out there in the sun. Wear sunscreen, boys. <laughs> Nobody wants a sunburn out there. Oh, I see. I see. Tyler's in the studio. I didn't even think of this. So we're doing the buttons again. Dan, yeah. get your this buttons is last ready. Week, last week of me not being able to play my buttons, so I apologize. <laughs> It is time for the Deuce Vodka Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. If you head on over to DeuceVodka.com, there's a store locator right there. It just says find in store, okay? I need you to click that. Very easy. Use your finger if you're on your phone. Point that big sausage finger of yours at the find it button. There, you will get all the locations where you can get Deuce Vodka as well as an email to reach out if you're in Saskatchewan and you want to get in touch. So that's sales at DeuceVodka.com. But first... DeuceVodka.com has got all the info you need, including the store locator. If you are of legal drinking age, make yourself a cocktail. It's Friday. You've earned it. You've worked enough for the week. You made it through without dropkicking a coworker. And for that, I salute you. Have yourself a Deuce Vodka cocktail. As we do every week, we start with our veggies. Last seven days, a little bit of a downside in our lives. Mr. Uremchuk, you are up first. Your Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. A big upside in my life has been the return of the Canadian Football League. I'm a big football fan. I love the CFL. I love the Elks. Dan is rocking an Elks hat as we record this podcast. But one of the things I do not like when I start talking about the CFL is the people who, for no reason, unprompted, still to this day, feel the need to go, you know, they'd all get their asses kicked by like the worst NFL team, right? And it's like, you know, there are no CFL fans out there who say things like, this player is good enough to be in the NFL or this CFL team could be this NFL team. No CFL fan even like brings that up. 
but there's this weird subsection of sports fans who always feel the need to shit on something that is uniquely Canadian and uniquely ours, and I will never understand it. The CFL haters were out in full force this last week. I didn't let it let it dampen my parade, but I still wanted to uh, just let it be known that it's an absolute joke when people feel the need to constantly take that stance. CFL haters are my cold performer of the week. That's a That's joke. A joke. It's an That's absolute a... joke. Yes. It's a, a joke job, right there. Great minds, Dan. Great minds. Uh, speaking of Dan, you're up next, sir. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Uh, well, if you've been following me on social media, I have been uh, tagged by one of my friend's teams in the uh, local athletic association to come out and play some baseball with uh, with the boys and girls. And uh, yesterday, I had a, a pretty good moment. I was playing in right field, really excited, hyped up to be in the game. And one of the big bats from the other team came up, smacked a ball right at me, and I was in full watching baseball at the at old John Ducey Park mode and completely <laughs> just didn't pay attention. The ball landed. I got a nice big error for it. They hit a home run thanks to me. Uh, so I'm going to give myself a cold performer of the week. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, that's cold. Is there anything worse in rec softball than the run to go get the ball after you let one get past you in the outfield? Oh, one of the worst I feelings was... in rec sports. Disgusting. <laughs> I was, I like ran out of my clothes running too fast to try and yeah. get that ball because I felt so awful for <laughs> falling asleep at the wheel. One of the last times I played slow pitch, it was, I was, I was playing left field, I think, and I was in too far. And a guy was, he was really swinging from the shoelaces. And he popped it straight up to me. And as it's coming down to my glove, I yelled at him, hit the gym next time. And the very, very next time he was at bat, he clapped it over my head because I was in too far again. And I had to do that run of shame. So I feel you, Dan. I feel you. Ricky, next up, Deuce Vodka Cold Form of the Week. Well, just to go back to Tyler's quick little thing there. For the record, there's been multiple CFL players go up and become all pro players. I have yet to find one NFL player who came down and did anything significant in the oh. CFL from the eighties on. Okay. Well, and I remember. Just the, and, and, and two, I want to, the, the, the people out in Finland, out in Sweden, out in, in Switzerland and Germany, do they sit there and shit on their hockey leagues? No. Because it's not the NHL. No. Like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. Like, I don't know why they, 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 they speak like this, but it's, it's like a Canadian thing where if we like to, take dumps on our own stuff for some stupid ass well, reason. Yeah, it's the proximity it to America, no though. And you got American television all the time talking about NFL. And we don't give the CFL the same coverage in this country as we do the NFL. That's, uh, I think that, like, you know, outside of TSN and, and Sportsnet, um, we just, they just don't get the same coverage that the NFL does. It's a huge production down there. Yeah, it's but where's that, kind of where's, that national, sport where's, that nas- where's that national pride? Agreed. This is ours. Agreed. That's what you get out of, out of the hockey fans in Sweden but and Switzerland and Finland and all that fun stuff. Like it's you also no you also live in a city that is that is a part of the CFL. You remember that there's a lot of cities in this country that don't have a CFL franchise, and so those cities are are more desired to, to go after their NFL team and and cheer for a big stop production. Giving like people that. Are, stop giving people a reason to shit on Canada, please. I I I'm with you 100. <laughs> percent I just think no, I know. I just think the reality and it sucks. Dan anti CFL. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As I wear my Elks hat, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it is a, it's a fair point by Tyler. 
Uh, Rick, you know back what? to you. You're to just go, yeah, to go with it, I'm going to – so yesterday, I don't know who to blame this on, so I really can't blame it on one. But yesterday <laughs> I was driving home, and I, I was coming down down the road in front of my apartment here, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of trees. I saw three different individual leaves fall. Uh-oh. Mm. The yeah. leaves have started to fall. Yep. Like I said, I don't know who to blame this on, but – the leaves are starting to fall. It's great because it's sports, but I've enjoyed this hot weather. I enjoy the sun. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't know who to give this to, but the leaves are falling. The world's turning. It's about to be dark 24 hours a day again. <laughs> Gloom and doom's coming, but at least that brings sports. Fuck you, Captain Planet, I think is what Rick's saying. Oh, boy. Oh, Captain boy. Planet, oh boy. thank you. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, my Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. If you've been listening to Real Life at all, or even here, I think I mentioned it, this year was the year that I wanted to learn how to golf. All my friends golf, everybody at the nation for the most part golfs. They're always out. I don't go because I don't know how to do it. So I'm working on it. But my Cold Performer of the Week is my fucking driver game. Because I think if I went out, like I'm not golfing in the Oilers Nation Open that's coming up at the end of the month. But if I was... I may not even tee off at the driver because that thing it's where it <laughs> goes is anyone's business. Like there'll be times when I just dummy the ball, just fucking drive it a ton. And I'm like, Whoa. So I'll be like, I'll try to do that again. And then I just duff it, slice it way over into a, like the next hole or something. So my driver game is my cold performer of the week. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled and flat out <laughs> deceived. Let us stray um, run amok. I missed that one. Sorry, I, yeah. I missed my script. Sorry. I'll get it here. Here's a do-over, Tyler. All right. We have well. been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I didn't know we had Stephen A. Smith on the podcast. There he was. He just popped <laughs> in. He just popped in and now he's out. Okay. Flipping the ledger. It's time to end off this week's podcast with the bright sides in our life. So I'm going to reverse the order here and I'm going to start with Rick first. Rick, you're first up. You're Dusvaka hot performer of the week. This is a little bit to do with Tyler's negative part there, but the return of football. The Elks are playing CFL's full go. We have finally gotten past the last Sunday without any NFL. Starting this Sunday, we have NFL football from now to the week after Super Bowl. Um, I love the game both on either side of the border. I'll spend Thursday for, no, I guess, do we have CFL games on Thursday this year? Yeah. Thursday, yep. Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday, watching them. We'll go to hockey for the rest of it. Let's go. Sports are back. This is a good time of year. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Huh? Nice yeah, pull. Good. Thank you. Dan, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, hot performer of the week. Uh, my Deuce Vodka, hot performer of the week is going to go to the Boston Red Sox uh, for yesterday, having assistant GM of the Calgary flames, Chris snow come down and throw out the first pitch for his 40th birthday. And for those of you who may not be aware yet, uh, where have you been? Uh, Chris snow, snowy strong hashtag snowy strong has been fighting, uh, ALS now and a diagnosis of ALS now for a couple of years. And, you know, Putting it, putting up a hell of a fight. I know that he's, uh, I know that he's lost some mobility and and working through that kind of stuff. But to see him out there throwing that first pitch, man, did he look angry and ready to throw that pitch. And uh, yeah. so it was awesome to see. You love to see it. So the Boston Red Sox t- 
tip of the hat to you guys for putting that together for Chris and uh, Chris for throwing out uh, the first pitch. It's not that's, easy. I know. That's hot. That is true. You did throw the first pitch at a prospects game a little while ago. Oh boy, was it bad. Uh, it wasn't as bad as when Cam tried to do it with a hockey Boom. stick, but that's uh, true. That's terrible. That's true. That was awful. not only did it with a hockey stick, but I'm fairly certain he came like 17 minutes late. We had to like yes. convince them to yeah, like, they, uh, we had yeah. they delayed the game. The limo couldn't get here, something like that. The helicopter <laughs> had to stop at a different helipad. I don't know what the hell the story was. But yeah, Coom was held up a little bit, he, then he came out with the uh a hockey stick. He stopped the hell of helicopter at the Dairy Queen to pick up the ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's true. He's delicious. Tyler, your next Saskatchewan dad, joke. Deuce Vodka, hot performer of the week. Has everyone gone but me? I haven't yet, oh, but you, haven't you gone. are next up. Okay, well, first <laughs> off, I'm going to give uh, some love to Kelsey Mitchell because this would have yeah. happened after yes. our last podcast. Friend of the pod, if you yeah. go back episode 113, we interviewed Kelsey, Sherwood Park product. Uh, she has a great story on how she got into cycling and all that. Well, she, she captured an Olympic gold. Friend yes. of the podcast, so a big shout out to Kelsey Mitchell for capturing an Olympic gold. And a secondary one, Major League Baseball, their Field of Dreams game last night was really, really cool. Thought that was excellent. Want to see more of it. Kelsey Mitchell and Major League Baseball. Get my hot performer of the week. But Kelsey Mitchell is the dominant one because that was freaking awesome. It's getting hot in here. It was cool. It was cool that we uh, got a chance to talk to who is now an Olympic gold medalist. Pretty fucking cool. Uh, You know what? Bonus cold performer of the week. I missed the Olympics already. It was nice to throw it on during the day and just have some random mm-hmm. sport to watch. I liked it. I missed it. I made a hundred dollars. Thanks to Kelsey Mitchell. Nice. 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 Yeah, plus 400. Thank you, Kelsey. Very Kelsey. cool. Kelsey winning gold medals and Dan money. I yes. like it to wrap things up. My Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week is Rick. You're going to be excited about this one. I'm Taco Bell is building a four-lane, two-story drive-through, and if you haven't this. seen this fucking thing, it looks like a spaceship full of deliciousness. And I cannot wait. It's a new concept from Taco Bell, set to open in the summer of 2022. And if you followed this podcast or real life for any length of time, you know Cantina in Vegas. This is not that, but it is a new flavor of excellence from Taco Bell. And for them to come out with a four-lane drive-through. Serving tacos faster, getting them in my mouth even faster. I love it. In, I Minis- come here in Minnesota? In Minnesota? Like, who is in charge of Ice District? Yeah. Who's putting Ice District? How the hell do we point. miss out on this? Yep. How well, is this in Minnesota? We've got a two-level Boston pizza. Ice District is right there. <laughs> We've got a two-level Boston pizza that serves $50 pizzas. But no four Minnesota left. is four basically left. the Alberta of America. Yeah. They've got them all. We've got them all. Right? Right. They're cold sometimes. My Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week is the four-lane drive-through Taco Bell. The picture is sexy. I'm hungry. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Shout out to you, Taco Bell. Changing the game. Dan, I need a button. (laughs) Keep going back to that well. What button is that? It's it's supposed to be from South Park. You know, when he's... uh, Bricks, I believe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Randy. Best character on the show, in my opinion. So there's a new button for you, Tyler. You can you can bring that image up for us. And actually, if we're talking buttons, Tyler said we're back on the buttons next week, maybe. Yeah. If you got suggestions, I know he's got brought some new buttons to the board recently, but if you got ideas, 
hit us up. ON Radio Podcast. Just send us a timestamp on a clip or something, or just an idea that we can use for new hot and cold performer buttons. Dan brought it up early. I'll bring back Ask the Idiots for next week as well. I'll come up with some questions for you boys. Maybe I'll even poll the audience. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Until then, let's wrap this up. From Sherwood Ford, DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, and Deuce Vodka, I'm Bagnuk, saying thank you for being here for episode 153. It's always great to have you. But if I'm going to criticize you, fair listeners, no new reviews this week. I was looking forward to reading some new podcast reviews. So hit us up with the reviews. I will read them. Tell me you hate me. I don't care. I'll read it. Well, I will care. I'll cry with the podcast over, but I'll read it anyway. And the boys can laugh at me. Deal? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Leave us a podcast review. Tell your friends, family, cousins, coworkers, whatever it is about Oilers Nation Radio. Help us grow this baby. Because when Tyler sends out the reports at the end of the month, there's some hilarious data in there. Like... When we were the second best hockey podcast in India, I don't know where we're at in India these days, but there was a moment. There was a moment. I'd like to get back there. Top of the mountain. That's episode 153 of Oilers Nation Radio. Thanks for being here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out Shane Corson. Happy birthday. And happy birthday, Alex Hansky. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 